This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Real pleasure to be with everybody. Let's rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. Let's start with Alita. I'm going to go ahead and spotlight you guys and start the timer. Go ahead, Alita. All right, cool. All right, so Gary, um, the first thing that I wanted to ask you was, um, well, I might start with the question before I go into any context. I wanted to ask you what pre-launch or post-launch insights you thought creators might need most or the businesses working with that businesses working with creators will need in order to sort of best serve them um, in order to launch projects and maintain them over the long term. So one of the first tools that we've built is um, like a rarity and trait design sandbox. And this um, allows creators to, um, you know, it visualizes their rarity um, as it will look on OpenSea. Um, it makes sure the res will look rare. You can check for mislabeled traits, spelling mistakes, it flags metadata issues. And basically it's this in-platform guidance on rarity design. It's a free tool that creators are already using and it's in beta. I like that. Um, the other tools that we've um, started to build for creators are around community and marketing analytics tools. Cause we really feel like that's gonna be really powerful for creators, like identifying communities with strong overlap to find collaboration opportunities, um, discord insights. So like highlighting key events, like highlighting messages users are engaging with sentiment shift alerts, lots of, there's a lot we can do with the community data that we have. Um, so I'm just wondering from your perspective, what you think would be most valuable. The, the, um, obviously the first thing you mentioned is really around the creation of project. It's and the, the pre-launch, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the second is hopefully as it gets smart, the ability to predict successful opportunities or even success outright. I mean, I think the, the biggest thing that, <clears throat> so the timing of, of this all is interesting because we're now going into the next phase of NFT land where just because you have an NFT doesn't mean you're going to be successful. And yeah. that is exciting for me because it becomes a more mature set. Anything you can do to help creators realize that they have to actually build demand is the biggest thing you can help them with. People think that they have a thousand people in the discord and they're all going to buy the project. You know what I mean? Like there's so much naivete from project creators right now. Yeah. So anything that can indicate depth is the most interesting data, in my opinion. Yeah. So, you know, I think being able to maybe being able to know who your holders are, know who like your most active community members are, what who what other projects are your holders holding? Like, who is the, your community? The, the, really? the, the, the problem with just math is, as you can imagine, what projects your holders are hold, you know, your community is holding is good data. But if you don't overlay that to the moment in the marketplace we're at, the data can be incredibly dirty very quickly. So I would yeah. say much like you're helping people rarity score and things of that nature, helping people understand more context of the reality of the community and maybe even, maybe even give them training wheels to create intent uh, based metrics might be a really good idea. Mm. All right. That's helpful. Um, so 
the other question I had is, um, so one of the first things I'm going to be doing when we unstealth is make this contextual creative content that we've been talking about all day or night in my case. Um, and I want the content to be targeted. And when I think about the demographics we're targeting, I believe it starts with sort of NFT native first and then crypto native second and then everyone else. But targeting everyone else when you have no brand yet is sort of really targeting no one. Um, and because we're building an NFT data platform, I feel like, you know, creators could potentially be anybody from artists to musicians to event organizers. Could be anybody. Yeah. So I'm just like trying to, to work out who do we market to first? Um, I, I think the answer to that question is yes. <laughs> all of Got them. It. And, and all of them early on to then understand if there's traction or nuances that make some more interesting. I always laugh because people try to be thoughtful, especially when there's engineering DNA. Yeah. They overthink the value in the upfront. You're building a business. You're gonna get to marketing to all of them over the next four years. Mm -hmm. So does it really matter upfront? It doesn't, in the, and as a matter of fact, I would argue that the widening net gives you better signals to where there might be opportunity. Right. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, don't don't go too narrow and, and the, the market my, will my, tell you. My, yeah, my mind in a social media world is is kind of as wide as one can to taste, mm -hmm. but then you can narrow in, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so what sort of messages will get the attention of NFT creators? This is um, a I think, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, content that speaks to in web two, there was things like HubSpot or Google analytics or creating historical reference points to make them understand very quickly why your thing's important to them on their journey is big. Mm -hmm. Historical okay. reference points of what happened in web two mm -hmm. as a proxy to web three, I think would work really well for you. Okay. Um, so I'm aware, obviously from listening to you that, um, you know, a lot, a lot to do with LinkedIn and TikTok for organic reach is like probably a necessity. Um, I'm just wondering if you think there's any essential platforms that I should be considering using at scale with ad dollars. Like, should I be considering going big on paid Twitter, for example? Twitter, yeah. Twitter and Discord, as you know, is where the yeah. market is. And then mm -hmm. I would do long tail podcasts. There's so many Twitter spaces. You need to become a beacon of the community. Yeah. It's doing, you know, it's about non-scalable behavior. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, Garrett, we, we, had, we were talking a little bit about Twitch earlier because her boyfriend, who's also the, the CEO, is a big into the gaming space and seems to think there's a lot of, like, engineering types that might overlap in that world. Do you think that's a possibility? Because, I think it's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah, because we believe, like, I mean, a lot of the people that will be using our tools will be the engineer on the creative team. <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah, yes. Ish. -ish. I think Ish, if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna build a good tool, you need to build it for the middle and long tail, which mm -hmm. will actually be entrepreneurs with engineer tendencies. Yeah. Meaning mm -hmm. capable. <laughs> like the reason Google AdWords worked going way back in history was I could use it. Yeah, that's right. And so like you yeah. need it, you need it to be like an artist 
or a project, like a lot of them don't have engineers. Yeah, right. I mean, that's why we've got, you know, we're hiring like three front end engineers to make it and product managers to make it like highly well, that's, user that's friendly. The, 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 reason I'm, the reason I'm reacting the way I am is everything up to the point of that statement made me feel that you were building something more for mass um, because as you know, like as you cross a chasm of engineering, they're, they're gonna have other options if they're an engineer right they're gonna they're right. gonna think through like do they want to do their own apis like do they like you know that where there's that middle ground where it's switch over i think twitter is the answer to your question but i also think it's about you and your boyfriend becoming pillars of the nft community through discord and twitter right yeah cool. got to get out of still awesome <laughs> uh, yeah at some point you will and that'll be great <laughs> We're going to move okay. along. Uh, I'm going to Thank bring you. up the uh, folks from Box Bowling. Uh, we got the brothers, Victor and Jacob. So, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, Gary, again. again. Big fans. We've been following you. you for years. Thank you. I'm going to start with a short video. Yeah, I'm cutting it off there. Yep, very good. Well, yeah, so basically we want people to move and have fun. Um, I'm going to show you, you some slides from a deck because it's easier for us to talk about. So we do gamified physical activity. Yep. Competition games, challenges, and workouts. Yep. Uh, so Playtech startup. We gained some press. Yep. We've been doing three good years growing, but yep. we want to grow so much more. Skip that. People of all different ages. Makes sense. Fat, it's simple. small, black, simple. white. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Everyone can use it. Uh, product simple. Uh, we've been doing a breast cancer charity. We've donated $150,000. Um, the app, we have different game modes. But this is really what me and my brother want to do. We want to be the fastest growing sport in the world. Even before pickleball and paddle and everything. Why? That's a good, let's, Victor, you take it. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I take it. I mean, I'm, I come from soccer. I played soccer 20 years or football. Uh, I love the competi competitiveness. I love the competitions. And when I get to see, now we had an 11 year old win $12,000. <laughs> and not, not that he only win the money, but he got, he got to be a superstar. He yeah, of course. You know, he got interviews by the newspaper, televisions. Yes. Friends were like, wow, you're number one in a sport. I want this to be the fastest growing sport because I want to be able to see these kids do this and love it. But I think I'm asking you guys, Adam, because I think you have something very good here. I, I'm, okay. Actually, let me put it on a shelf because I don't want to waste our time on this. Yeah. Okay, fine. Next, go ahead. No, but now you got me interesting, interested. Well, I, because I think, when I look at your business, even in that quick chart that I saw, there's two things that scared me in the whole thing. So a couple things. It's very good what you have. It hits me on all the check boxes I care about. The two things that concern me is the sentence when you said, but we want to go faster. And the sentence that says, and I want this to be the number one fastest growing sport. 
Both of those are ideologies that have nothing to do with anything. So why, why the thing is, everyone can use this. You can be in Africa. That, that, has, nothing to, that, that has nothing to do with anything. You two, as the founders, creating ideologies for yourself has the ability to impact the way you operate the business. Okay. So what I mean by that is, that's very nice, but both of you know this. Fastest growing sport, everyone's going to use different data to claim they're the fastest growing sport. We have the most okay. new people. So what, it, and, what and, it means is that we want a lot of user moving and playing with the good. box. That, good. That sounds like a good idea. When you're building a business, yeah. you would like as many customers as possible. Yeah. But also because we've seen the happiness that it brings. And the I understand. Joy. But there's yeah. happiness in a hundred different things that people do physically. People are happy when they play pickleball, when they run on yeah. a treadmill, when they work out in the gym, when they yeah. eat better. Like what, what's very important in business, in my opinion, is not letting control too much of actions. Meaning everything you're doing is right. And now you're at year three or four. And this is exactly when people start making big mistakes because they go into philosophy instead of execution. Okay. And so we wanted, this, we wanted this since year one. That's beautiful. So keep doing what you've yeah. been doing. Yeah. Okay. So, so the, the thing is the, that you're saying that we, we shouldn't do it. We shouldn't do it faster. Yeah, exactly. I think when you start like anything that the fact that you even mentioned pickleball is bad. Let me explain Why? what I mean. I'll explain. Yeah. What, you need to just be tunnel vision on execution of expanding your thing. By mentioning pickleball, you've already let the philosophy of fastest growing sport, plus it's contextual to me. I understand where you're going, but, but you should be razor focused on customer acquisition and retention, the end. Mm. Right? Things like fastest growing sport or this, that, the other thing, or like, it's, it's a distraction, I'm telling you. This, this is why I have a lot of gray hairs. I'm very clear on this. What Your product, your business, right? Yeah. What do you need to do? You need to get more people to know about it, more yeah. people to buy it, more people to try it. And there really should be no other conversation about anything about anything else. Yeah. How many TikToks are you, is the brand doing a day? Depends, up to 10. Some Love days it. one. Interesting. So we, 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 doubled, we doubled our account in one month for, for 48,000 to 110 now. You should be spending, like, and obviously Max has lived this life. Like you should be obsessed with TikTok. Yeah. Everybody here, but you for sure, yeah, should yeah. be obsessed yeah. with TikTok because it's going to go away in 24 months. Yeah. What yeah, I mean no, by that is we, it's not going to go away. We're pushing yeah. it. Good, good. All right. So what else can I answer? What can I answer for you? I mean, one big question, uh, as we were saying, we want to get it out there more. Like how to sign Content. great A-list a profiles. How do we get them to reach out to them and get them for? Two ways. One, make so much content and let the groundswell of just normal organic growth pressure them in. Two, hire four interns and pay them minimum wage and let them DM people from the account 24 hours a day. Yeah. The great yeah. thing is you, your product is so easy to ship. It's lightweight. You sent me three of them. They're fantastic. My kids love yeah. them. So take advantage of being able to ship them to the influencers for sure. Yeah, so we've been doing that. The thing is that the hard part is to get through to the A-listers. Um, you're, you're not going to, you're not, 
which is actually the punchline of the question. Because it's hard. Yeah. It's not going to happen unless it's naturally going to happen. Yeah. Got it? So yeah. there, there's no secret. There's luck, timing, and lots of effort. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like, for example, we also give like... Me, give me two minutes. Sure. Yeah. So, for example, we did a collaboration with John Terry, former uh, football player in England. Yep. And that was through like a backdoor kind of thing. It just happened, yep. as you said. I could tell you right now, you could do something with Cristiano Ronaldo and yeah. it's less important than you dominating TikTok. How? Because TikTok is a much more scaled arbitrage than the most famous footballer in the world. But what if we use his content on TikTok and just push it? How are you going to do that? We pay for the rights as well. You're not going to do it is what I mean. Because it's hard to reach. Bingo. But yeah. So. You, you, I'm telling you right now, I smelled it from a mile away. I can yeah. smell it because I'm old now. You <laughs> got to get out of what you'd like to happen and just keep executing on everything you can control. Yeah. Got it? We, yeah, we are but doing that. No, I know you are. The problem is your energy is spending too much time on the other thing. I want you to be 110% on this. Yeah. Fuck every footballer. Fuck the Olympics. Fuck Gary Vee. Fuck everything. TikTok. Yeah. You, and what I mean by that when I say TikTok is, of course, a lot of other things as well. Make content, distribute content, lead people into your world. YouTube shorts. Yeah. Twitter reply. Start a Discord because now that's becoming a thing and build a community. Execute. Do you know why I'm unstoppable? Because I only control what I can control and don't care about all the things I want. Yeah. You guys are in full cliche, three years in, winning, <laughs> winning, but too much of your collective energy is focused on what you wish would happen yeah. versus just focusing 24 hours a day on executing what you can control while the number one thing that could ever happen to you happened which is there's a platform called TikTok that has so much organic reach yeah. that if you just become the best in the world at that and you have a product that is made perfect for it, it will outperform anything and everything else you spend your time on. All right, let's skip ahead. Cool. Let's go ahead and we're going to bring on Marcel. Here we go. Marcel, how's it going? Marcel, it's going good. What am I doing later? Unmute myself. I have unmuted good. All right. Uh, cool. So, so my stable table is what I call it. It's got four stable uh, table legs that hydration, exercise, nutritious meals, and quality sleep. Um, I'm just, I've literally been practicing this sort of um, methodology, if you will, for, for 27 years myself. And I've helped a lot of people implement it. Um, I really like teaching it to kids because what I found comes from this is, is so much more than just like being, you know, hydrated on a daily basis or, or choosing to be outside for 10 minutes, you know, in the sunshine, if you can, and, and being conscientious about your, your food and, and some sleep hacks. Um, it, it develops a self-care. I'm, this I'm very contextualized in this, Marcel. Yeah. So like, I'm a buyer, go ahead. Like, to maximize time, what do you think, what, what can I help with? Cause I get it for real. Yeah, it's legit. Like it's such great stuff. And I love that you said wide net because I don't want to be really focused on a certain group or demographic. Because, I, I because in theory, 
the product and the project and the concept and the hypothesis is for everyone on earth. Applies to everyone. So keep no matter, going. No so what are, you, what are you selling? Um, well, that's the thing. I guess you're I'm not, selling. you're not sure, right? Yeah. Cause I, for me, it's the, it's sense. the knowledge. I want people to live a better life and, and to be able to reap uh, the benefits so, so of what me, I've done. Let, for let me tell, let me tell you what is probably going to come up when we talk to Paul based on the quick interaction I had with him. The answer to your question is you need to figure out two things. The version that is altruistic, you want the world to be better, right? This is the Gary Vee model. Like, you know, like you put out, you've got to put out that, the answer to your question on that is content in all platforms. And then what you have to decide is how, because you want to pay your bills and live your life and you have, you're entitled to that. What and how do you sell, right? Mm -hmm. The container. And like Paul's done, there's ways to create a premium version of a community for more education and more access to you, right? Yep. So there's that. There's what Joe Dispenza does, which is events, right? It's like an escapism. Like when you go, yep. so there's event marketing, there's content marketing that you charge for. There's a creating a consumer product, right? Yeah. All that yep. energy might go into a loose leaf tea that represents the whole thing. Who knows? Sure. But it's either product pay for digital access, pay for physical access. Those are the three things you have to figure out. Yeah. So I, I've looked at an online course I have basically developed. There's guides. There's, I'm, I'm thinking about the texting community. If there's something yep. you can do on a daily okay. kind of push you out. Um, one day. Can I, love- can, I, can I give you a big piece of advice? Cause I've seen this Please. story a million times. Please pick one and try. Run it. The yeah. number one thing I see, Marcel, over and over with this, when people, you know, obviously because I wrote Crush It in 2009, this sure. was a big part. I've seen this over the last 15 years. Pick one and try and take it from there. Uh, Mike Vacanti, my trainer, before yep. he was my full-time trainer, yep. had a virtual, you know, coaching business and he yep. did it. And it was great. He had 150 clients and it was a lot of work and he was getting paid. It was perfect. And then one day he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And, yeah. and we're working on, I was like, all right, Mike, a lot of people are relying on you. Make sure you give them at least a three month notice before you cancel it. And he did. And yeah. what, why am I saying that? Whether your destiny is to start a bottled water brand, whether your destiny is to do virtual coaching or a pa- Patreon, whether your destiny is to do a physical event twice a year that people pay for, you can change your mind along the way, which uncripples people from picking one. Sure, sure. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I'm. I guess what I've looked at more closely lately because I like the children's is a children's book, but with a, a set of like a team of mascots. Um, I know you've gone big on that, I mean, and and as soon as it's the V Friends came out, I was like, oh, this is. I can see a book with you should em- empathy elephant and uh, you know patient panda, and they're talking about hydration and, and they're. You I, should. I, I mean, no, I would love. I mean, I would push you so hard to consider doing that in your world, create your, create your be friends, your Mickey mouse, your like, I think that's a great idea. But I think, I think the thing you have to ask yourself is how do you want to monetize it? If we're talking under the context of business, how to help the world, that's just free content at scale on sure. TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and da, 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 da. Sure. Whether it's merch or IP stuff or whether it's a, a, a journal or a, or Correct. an online course. Like, like yeah. I said, for pure simplicity, because I want you to like kind of leave here with value. When you leave this, you say, okay, am I going to charge people for digital access to me? Pay me nine bucks a month to be on a tech service. Pay me $15 a month to be part of my three Zooms for an hour a month, the virtual. 
Am I gonna charge people for the physical version? Am I gonna just put out a bunch of free content and once every 90 days, there's an escape retreat with me and you pay $900 a head, $500 a head. So the physical one, or am I gonna sell a physical product? Merch, loose leaf tea, meditation journal. So you as a personal brand that wants to talk about a subject matter to monetize have to decide of one of those three. And by the way, you could do all three eventually, but I would pick one to start with. Mm -hmm. Got it? That's awesome, thank you. Awesome, let's move. You're on mute, brother. Sorry, rookie mistake. We're gonna go over to John B. Uh, let me remove here. And John, you're up right now. Hey, thank you. Um, so Gary, real estate brokerages are becoming commoditized. Yes. The barriers to entry are low. Correct. How can we truly stand out and differentiate ourselves? The same way they did even when they weren't commoditized. Brand. All that Remax and Sotheby's and Keller Williams, all just brand. When, when this has been my hypothesis about the world, almost everything's gonna be commoditized because of technology. And so the only thing left is brand. And how about for like a, you know, a relatively small operation? You, you, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of local celebrities, but you know, Wine Library, when I was building it for my dad, was really trying to just do business in a 40 mile radius. And we were just famous in a 40 mile radius. I actually like it even more, brother. I wish a lot of times that that was still my life because micro-targeting ads to a 40 mile radius is an unstoppable game. Because then you're also making content like, hey, you know, I'll use New Jersey because I know it. Hey, Melbourne, New Jersey residents, come and hang out with me at the Melbourne Deli from one to two and I'll teach you about education. I'll see you. And like running that ad on Facebook and Instagram, I mean, you just become a community juggernaut. You become the digital mayor of the footprint that you're trying to do business in. Cool, okay. It's just the digital version of bench ads and billboards and direct mail, you know? Right, right. So, um... One of the most important things that we have in our business is recruiting and retention of agents. They're all, you know, yes. they're all independent contractors yes. that can walk across it. the I street know it. tomorrow. I know it well. I know it what well. What sort of? Um, uh, I'll give you an answer. Media the, it's not a social media strategy. It's actually an HR strategy. The number one way you'll win, because you know, when my sister decided to go into real estate, I've always thought, and, and because I've been like such a public speaker in this space for a long time, and because I think it's completely commoditized. I've often flirted in my head of like, fuck it. I'm just going to create Vayner Realty and put everybody out of business. And when, when I've thought about it, the way I think about it is the way you get recruitment is through retention. And the way you get retention is actually building a family. No different. Joe, how long you been here? Nine years, almost. James? Seven and a half. Like that's on when I, they'll tell you. And then we've got fucking a hundred of them that look like these two wonderful men. It is unfucking heard of in Adland. Unheard of. 18 months, 24 months. And it's because I care about them. There's really nothing else to say, Joe. You can, John, excuse me, you can win this game, John. The way you win the game, and I see it because I'm very close to the brokerage game, is you got to give a better financial incentive slightly. That's caring about them. And then you got to actually just build a family. And then recruitment will come through word of mouth in the localization. 
You can run ads, you can get new people, but the way you have to be obsessed with keeping people and there's only two ways you can keep them. Emotionally is number one and financially is number two. And everybody thinks financially is number one. And they barely even think about emotionally, for real. They say it, John, they say it, but they don't fucking mean it. And I'm telling you right now, the way to break the whole mortgage, uh, real estate brokerage game is to actually mean it, what, that you actually give a shit about. And it's like, it's the company picnic. It's when they're struggling at home, sending flowers. It's like being a mensch, being a good fucking human being. I'm telling you, it's, it's so there for the taking. So just becoming obsessed with being like the best leader and creating some financial aspects that is at least on par. Maybe you create some cool trigger where it's bonused on performance in a way that's more aggressive than the market. But you're absolutely right. It is the most commoditized thing, which is why like I'm excited about the space. I don't think I'll get to it. I have too many fish to fry, but it always felt like a space I could do damage in because I knew it was completely based on culture of how you care about your people and a slightly interesting financial tweak that if they were a real killer, I wanted them to eat a little bit more of the monies and then I think you could just kill it. Very good. Um, so again, going back to the fact they're all independent contractors. Um, so, you know, we'll teach people how to do things, but when they go out on a listing appointment, they're all doing it kind of their own way. Is that, is that bad? And if so, how do we, how do we standardize the process? Mm, it's, it can be bad. It doesn't have to be bad, but I've got a different point of view on this. I think you and your brokerage has to do so much heavy marketing yourself that that becomes the energy that they all kind of osmosis to versus trying to get them to do it. So it's almost like lead by example crush TikTok and Facebook and Instagram yourself as you or the company. And then that will actually get them more to be streamlined than anything that you tell them to be streamlined on. Okay, cool. Thanks, Gary. Of course, brother. That, that was a fun one for me. As you can tell, John, I've given a lot of time to this space. The, the, I don't know if you sensed it, but the clarity of the advice I just gave you on this stuff is like true conviction. I know it will work mainly because I've said it enough times kind of at keynotes and podcasts and have received thousands of emails, especially on that family part. I'm telling you, the way you acquire new agents is retaining the ones you have. The way you retain the ones you have is you got to like them a lot more, no matter how much you love them, love them more and come up with some sort of financial trigger if they crush. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Got it. Thanks, John. So now we are going to move our way over to Paul. Paul, give me a second. I'll pull you up here. There you go. Paul, have at it. Gary, just wanted to start off my time by uh, thanking you for the incredible education I've received from your content last four years. You know, what you've shared has been far greater than any teacher, professor, university uh, could provide. It's not even close. And the best part about it uh, now is I can bond with my uh, four-year-old daughter over the V Friends music. She's absolutely learning um, to put patience in the other traits. I love household. it. So, so super my fire. Day. Thank you, brother. And lastly, right. lastly, I rep the stripes. Um, I'm the biggest supporter of the zebras being a basketball official. So, of course, I'm a zestful zebra. Owner. I love that. See you at Toronto. So good. <laughs> I can't wait, brother. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I started Patreon and Discord um, yep. in, in July, and it's been a great, amazing year. I've connected with, I have 134 people signed up. 
Um, it's just been, it's it's been nice going summer. great. Yeah, I'm super. If it stops today, I'm super happy. Like I get this it. is my third gig. What, what what do they pay? Uh, I have a seven dollar tier, fifteen dollar tier, and a twenty five dollar tier, which gets you access to all of our live sessions. And that's the per month, right? That's per month. Yeah. And where's the acquisition coming from? Where is my acquisition of new people? Mm-hmm. From like where where are you all, getting the customers from now at this point? You think just all the the content I put out, I built community and ha- through. And, w- and where are we on TikTok? Because you know I'm obsessed. Yeah, sure. I was at six fifty in December, and then I finally got a bunch of mic'd up content that I was sitting on that I knew I was going to do really well, and it it blossomed to thirty k, um, in like a week, two and weeks. Ha- and how much are you putting out right now? Right now, I'm back on a new wave. Last four days, I put out probably 11, 12. I'm trying to get to three or four a day. And I'm getting ready to uh, film this weekend. Have you, have, can you add one TikTok a day that is less you educating and being the guy and more like you, the human being? Okay. Uh, with regards to officiating or off the court stuff? Off the court stuff, like drinking orange juice. I like orange. Like one of the things that people struggle with in the transition to TikTok is really making TikToks. Right. And that's right? why I paused on the, the, the platform for a while. I didn't know where my, my space was. Which is, you'll never believe this. is for everybody. Pay attention. Your space is to just make anything. Guys, gals, TikTok is crazy. It's based on the interest graph. I'll give you an example. You as a basketball referee to not make a TikTok last night or first thing this morning without knowing your sleeping habits about the NBA finals last night and anything, anything. Hey guys, it's Paul. Let me tell you why Marcus Smart really matters. Mm. That's it. It'll get your output up. It'll round out your person. Think about how unique I am. Everybody here right now, think about how many different things you know about me. Like my interests, whether it's football or wine, or garage, like I've, I'm rounded out and everyone's playing a role. I want you to be rounded out within your world. So you like want you, talk- I want you to talk about anything, but for example, I'll give you a great example. I think you can, I know this for a fact. If you really start consuming TikTok for a month and get what's going on there, you'll make a video about why dads and moms should start making their five-year-old work their left hand or right if they're a lefty and like just make some sort of random ass video of like why most people never develop the other hand and that video will get 1.9 million views because it's just a like parents like oh man and like that ended up getting you 25 people to patreon not even talking about refing talking about a skill they know they, they they know you're a ref because all your other content and your bio and URL is refing. People go too literal with their content. Okay. Right? For example, even Max, who's crushed 4 million, if I looked under the hood, he's got his formula. Clearly it's worked. But if he just does something random left field about like skiing, that matters. And nobody does that. Everyone's in their box. Yeah, I totally. You got you. How many of you here know that I love blueberries? Point made. Got it. My blueberry video of me loving blueberries in that green room is my most viewed Instagram of all time. Got it. So just that's what one point. And again, I'm going to pound all of you, even one year from launching, at. 
TikTok is a moment in time that will go away. In four years, everyone's gonna be making, I'm gonna be making videos saying, sorry, it's over. You can't make a left-handed dribbling video and get a million views. James Orsini can't make a view, a video about New Jersey blue claw, like it's, it's the organic reach is going to go away. And the way that Max doing everything he did to go from zero to 4 million, if he did it exactly the same starting 2024 to 2026 is gonna have 17,000 followers, not 4 million. This is what always happens, which is why you can imagine why I'm stressing because I know the doors, now I know we're at halftime. A lot of you follow me. I've been saying this for four fucking years. The door's closing and all of you will regret not squeezing it, no matter, even if you crush it, because I live it, so I know what Max is about to do. Max is gonna have 7 million and he's gonna wake up when it's over and they're gonna look at each other and they're gonna be like, fuck, I wish we made six TikToks a day back then. Paul, okay, we've, got, we've got 90 seconds left. I want you to make sure you talk about the abuse and officiating thing sure. that we talked oh, about. Oh, I saw that email you told me. Yeah, I think that could be an important topic, but let's let's hash it out. Yeah, one other play about you know me trying to have impact is the industry is is reaching a a, a experience in a national shortage of officials due to physical and verbal abuse. So Makes I want to um and I'm and now with my TikTok content I'm starting to inspire non officials to become officials. Based it's my favorite part. It's my favorite part of what you're doing. So Gary, can, can I go deeper into this and really yes. kind of what what would what would your suggestion be to inspire more officials? What channels campaigns would you do to get people to want to TikTok. TikTok. Okay. I'm telling you, brother, with all my heart, make come, make, hey, here's your video. Hey, do you love basketball, but you work at Target? Did you know that you should be an official? And make that video 700 times, 700 different ways. Okay. Think about all the people that have lower paying jobs that may consider this as a full-time profession, or here's a good different version of that. Hey, are you a high powered lawyer, but you need some escapism? You should be an official on the side. You see where I'm going? Yeah, because I, I, I think if I can be the reason why I uh, people get into the profession, then the ment I mean the mentor group is is gonna you'll be explode. Yeah. It's ex you're exactly right. All okay, right, one more yeah, quick, go ahead. 10 seconds. I'm yes. on episode 259 of my podcast. I would love to get you on episode 305 for either three minutes and five seconds or 30 minutes and 50 seconds. Your choice. Three episode 355 for five minutes. Done. Got it. Thank you, bro. Yeah, write that down. Hold on. 355, <laughs> five minutes, Joe. All right. All right, cool. We're going to go to the last but not least, Max and Sophia. So um, pulling you guys up on stage here. And there we go. Go ahead, guys. Hey, Gary. Uh, yeah, again, so great to be here. Uh, so in terms of our business, currently we make money primarily through brand deals, totally out of necessity. Um, you know, don't, don't really love it, but um, we are interested in turning this, you know, social media presence into a more sustainable long-term uh, vision. So there's two things that we're working on. One, we're launching a CPG brand in four months. Okay. Uh, something I've been totally passionate about for 10 years. So I'm super pumped that it's finally coming together. Direct to consumer? Direct to consumer to start. Yeah. As you should. Um, yep. And then the next is we're really interested in launching an NFT. We've been watching everything happen, um, but narrowing down the utility is the big question mark. We have it's, so many it, ideas. It, I mean, the yeah. big one is personal cooking lessons from you. Yeah, that's that's number two on my list that I was, uh, that I can share. Um, my thing on that is, you know, 
scaling the unscaling the unscalable is always the most valuable. Hmm. Live streaming to everybody is very different than a group of six. And the top tier, the gold being one-on-one physically. Right. So so that was part of my question and how to format this NFT. Like, do you, do you try to do 10,000 that? Of course not. You'll never sell 10,000. The market's super suppressed. The gold rush is over. You don't have 10,000 people or five, 7,000. Like you won't sell them. I think, first of all, you got to really ask yourself if you want to do an NFT because the market is now very hard. Second, if you decide to do it, someone like you with that kind of reach, my intuition is you do 500 to 1,000 and you break them into three tiers. The scaled, the different than what you do with live streams, extra special version of that for 4,000. 900 people get the six-person cooking class and one person or 10 people get the one-on-one depending on how hard you want to hustle. But the answer to your question on an NFT project is access to you. Access, right. That's the leverage you have right now. You have a fan base. In two years, if the the consumer brand is good and there could be that, there could be some other stuff, but that is where your leverage sits. What are your thoughts on, because I know you had the book games and did that very successfully, combining the physical product with an NFT type strategy, whether it's a pre-sell three Um, years. I'm I'm very into it. The problem is, is that book games worked because that was 16 years of community building. Right. (laughs) You know, everyone's like, Gary, of course, fee friends worked. Like you already had a big audience. I'm like, I earned that audience. Right. And as you know, even if you think about how everyone was talking here, you included my following is different than a lot of people's following because of the value exchange that people get out of me, which creates a very different relationship than if someone's attractive or even something as cool as learning to cook, that's not going to carry as much weight as somebody with a following where you've changed their mental or financial life. It's just not going to be as deep. It just can't. No different. I mean, I, I lived it. I was a monster star in wine, but that community wasn't as deep as the people that I've changed their financial or emotional life, right? So even right. though you have this big number, you have to be careful of, because it's a tremendous, I mean, I view cooking similar to sports and music. It's a big genre. You just right. don't know how deep it goes to what they really want. Right. That's the core thing. What do they really want and what's going to hold what, value? What, 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 what they want for sure is access to you and for sure. With me, I'm such a successful 25-year businessman that people think they're going to make money on it. They wouldn't think that with you. In terms of investing in it, and it goes up in value, right? I have a okay. big advantage because I've been such a business winner. And then in the first year, it proved out. And so now it's like fucking cat out of the bag, right? Yeah, I mean, why do you think everybody bought book games? Because 99% of people regretted not buying Series 1 friends. Exactly. <laughs> That's what we <laughs> So, right. So, you know, so, so, you know, you got to keep that in mind. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a huge takeaway. Um, I I saw you guys up in the top screen. Like you also heard me on the TikTok part round that, like round out your world a little bit. Yeah. That's one thing where we're very focused on like set perfect content. Correct. Because, because, and especially because it's worked, you're double fucked because you have your system and it works. Right. But what you're leaving out is the expansion. 
Do you know how many people like me because of wine and the New York Jets only? A lot. Yeah. So show the world who you are completely. Are you into comic books? Are you into sports? Are you into music? You gotta like make, you got, and it won't do as well at first and it will be hard to be disciplined, but I'm telling you, it will work out. Mm. So on that topic of like diversifying myself, as we create this new brand, like I guess for just more clarity, we're four months out from, from having this. And, and mm. where your brain just went now is, or how many TikToks a day? Currently? Yeah. About, about one a day. Beautiful. So, you know, we've got the room. Uh, you could go to three a day by doing your core thing, which probably takes time, right? Which is why you're only doing one. Mm -hmm. You can do one for the CPG brand and you can do one, of course, and you can do one every couple of days on some random ass shit. Like you're the biggest closet Seinfeld fan. Mm -hmm. Got it? Just for those. That's yeah, exactly more. right. Yeah, right. the, what, why everyone loses is they become obsessed with the system, the algorithm and production. Hmm. Right. This should land with you. If you're as close to what I do, you know this will work. There is no set thing with me. It can come from any angle. It can be produced. It can be fucking me with bad, I've got the, do you know many people email me like, Gary, the fucking sun was on the other side. If you just turned around, do you know how much better the video would have looked? I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, it doesn't fucking matter. Is that He-Man? Let's go, Marcel. Um, uh, so Max, like, and by the way, actually that was so meta, right? Like, think about that. That just stopped me in my tracks, He-Man, right? Like, you need to widen out who you are to your audience. You could then go much, much further. Okay. So if you were in my position and you were about to launch a product, would you, is the and component, you would start a new TikTok for that brand? Yes. And basically and. just cross pollinate all the content? Post one yep. year, post one year? I wouldn't post the same thing per se. I would do it occasionally, but you've got a huge audience on your, on your main one. So you're going to have to play that out but you got to build up the other one because it's because it has to exist. Even though Wine Library and VaynerX and VFriends are all much smaller platforms than Gary V, they all exist and do their thing. And part of what you've been talking about is you're like the everyman of the, the grilling universe. So the everyman- Yeah, it's what like I did with Wine Library TV. Yeah. But you just need to, you need to get them to love you more. And right now you're not showing them enough of you. Right. It's interesting. I think that's going to be my biggest takeaway. And I didn't have any thought that that would be, we would even enter that subject, but that is clearly my weakness. Like everything is so focused and has to be perfect. And I know you say it's, you know, perfection, perfection is, you know, not. And you're perfect. in a double bad spot because a lot of people do that out of insecurity. Your double bad spot is predicated on the fact that it's working. And now you have to deploy humility to not see a million views. You have to be okay right. with 9,000 views because those 9,000 views, they're going to love you because you like Metallica like them. Yeah. It builds that audience. It builds the depth. The That's right. Yeah, depth. The blueberries. I want people to know me for <laughs> my favorite fruit choice. And by the way, just so everybody hears this, as you all know, I'm hyper private personally. You share what you want to share, but share things. That doesn't mean share like your personal life. Like I don't do that, as you I'm sure all very much know, but on the flip side, blueberries and root beer and wine and the jets and the Knicks and garage sales, get that into the eco world. 
Even like, I bet you a lot of people are, I'm curious off just a little bit, five seconds in to know what your favorite cereal is. <laughs> I actually recreated Cinnamon Toast Crunch for a video. I made giant Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So Love it. there it is. You know what I mean? So